welcome, Facebook family, and everyone here, you know that you're welcome. Glory be to God. We um we have a match today. We did good, right? You did good. Yes, yes. You look wonderful. Yeah, that's good. We're gonna talk to you guys. We're excited about this message that we're gonna start and we don't know when we're gonna finish it, this this series of teachings, but we're excited about teaching it about teaching this message. Glory be to God. Um Pastor give you the title when we start speaking. But I'm going to um the first thing I'd like to say is that every one of us, all of mankind, we have an enemy. There's no way around it. We have an enemy. So when I say that, when I say that, the first thing that may come to mind is, you know, certain people might pop up in your head. I mean, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> but um because <laughs> we're you know, like who is who's our enemy? Who is our enemy? Satan. Exactly. Because the scripture tells us. The scripture tells us, I'm not going to go to that scripture. We'll get there, but I'm not going there. So, but I want to let you know that the scripture tells us not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. So the enemy wants us to think, like any good enemy would, he doesn't want you to know that he's your enemy. A person who, who is against you may not want it evident that he's against you. That's right. He wants to get close to you because even in the world, not scripturally, but in the world, the world says to keep your friends close, your friends close but your enemies, enemies closer. closer. Amen. aware of the spiritual. And, in, and I believe at 
the end, throughout this teaching, at the end of this teaching, we're going to be more aware of the spiritual realm than the natural realm. I believe that. I trust God that he's going to open up our, 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 our spirit man even more so that we will be so, so conscious, so um, spiritually minded that we will always be just on it, just on it, just knowing who's behind things. And that's what we need to, we're going to find out. It, it's not the person, but what's behind that. And we're going to, we're going to see and be aware of that. We're titling this entire message over a series of times, spiritual warfare. And because oftentimes we, when we think of spiritual warfare, we wait till there's a crisis. And then we want to go in and we want to do some spiritual warfare. We want to cast it out some devils. We want to go in hard and, you know, bam, bam, bam. But now, you were attacked way before it got to that point. That's not how spiritual warfare works. Spiritual warfare is something that we do every day. And we have to be, and, but you're not going to know you need to do warfare. There, there's this <coughs> mindset, you know, and that some believers believe that, well, we shouldn't talk about the devil. Well, that's just ignorant. God talks about the devil. Jesus talks about the devil. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you several scriptures to show you. He's called the adversary. Why is he called an adversary? Because you are, you, because we're not of him. He's against us. If we could only understand that we are everything that God made us to be in and through Jesus Christ, we'd understand how blessed we are. We'd understand how bad, how the adversary, the enemy, could so want you to deceive you from understanding who you really are in Christ Jesus. He wants to get you to tolerate some things that you shouldn't be tolerating. He wants to get you in a defeated posture. He can't stand the fact, you know, who is man, God, that you're mindful of? God is mindful. He calls us his children. And a good God and Father. He's our Father, and a good Father gives us, gives you everything. Amen. Whatever he has, he gives to you. Amen. That is a settled fact in heaven. It was sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's look in a couple of places. I'm going to show you. I'm going to probably show you four or five scriptures here because we need to understand. And we'll see how Jesus actually dealt with these, dealt with this, the adversary. Let's look at before we go to John 6, before we go to John 6, recognize, understand that this is a war. It's already been won because of what Jesus has done. But it's still a war that we are victorious over. We are so victorious. Amen. When you said something, you said something a second ago. There are people who don't want us to go who think there's a term No, we are identifying. We're not glorifying. That's right. We are identifying. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be identified. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want that. He wants to be the one that 
you know, don't, 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 don't say what I'm doing. Don't give them my plan, scheme, and strategies. Don't do that. But no, that's what we're doing. And it's, and it's worked. So, the, one weapon, the only weapon he has is deception. Right. Because he's already defeated. So we already know he's defeated. But we live a defeated life sometimes because we allow him to do certain things. And you know what I'm saying? We allow him to, we give him certain places that he shouldn't have. John chapter 10, verse 10, brother. We'll look at four scriptures and I'll write them down. I'll, I'll give them to you, but the first one is John 10. The thieves, this is Jesus speaking. <laughs> the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Uh, right there. Okay. So the, the thief is our adversary. This is Jesus speaking. He's talk, talking about Satan. And he says he comes to do what? Steal, kill, kill and kill destroy. destroy. Right? You can be ignorant of him if you want to. But that's he comes to steal the word of God from you. He, he comes to take away from you what God has legally given you through his son Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and his resurrection. Watch this. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He comes to steal the word of God. If he can steal the word of God from you, he can beat you all day long. That's right. He can tear you behind up. He can wreck you. He can wreck your generation. He'll wreck your seat. He can tell you. And you'll die and go to heaven because you're a believer, but you're living in a defeated posture because you don't know his tricks. But he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But look what Jesus said. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life, that we may have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. He's given us an abundant life. Not when we get to heaven. Somebody say it with me. Right, right now. now. Right now. I have an abundant life right now. The thief wants to pull me away from that abundant life to cause me to walk in a defeated life. And that's the smack in the face of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Amen? Amen. And with that, there's no, there's no, uh, he doesn't care be you believer or non-believer. Because as believers, he comes to steal the word. But what if you're not a believer? What's he doing in your life? He's still stealing. He's still killing and he's still destroying the unbelievers. That's what he does. He's still keeping. He's still keeping. He wants. There's two things. There's two things he wants to do. He wants to keep sinners, sinners, and Christians or believers ignorant. I don't like the term Christian. I like the term believer. Okay. He wants to keep sinners, sinners, and believers ignorant. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Second Corinthians chapter two. We're going to look at verses ten and eleven. Here and we're going to move on. So we can say he's no longer killing, stealing, or destroying from us. He will not. He no longer has the ability no, to do it unless we allow him to. Amen. Amen. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave, I in the person of Christ. Verse 11, please. Less meaning to prevent, that word less means to prevent the possibility. Now who's he talking to here? He's talking to the church at Corinth. 
And he says, to prevent the possibility that Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. That's right. So you can say all day that we shouldn't talk about Satan, but deal, you're going to be ignorant. Right. All right? We're not glorifying Satan. and we're, Actually, we're burying the sucker. That's right. Amen? Amen. Because it's there. Yeah. But look, look at, go back to verse 10 for a minute, bro. This is another area that we can point out. Verse 10. For whom you forgive. He's talking about forgiveness here. There's so many believers that are walking around with unforgiveness in their heart. They're angry at people. And they're walking around with unforgiveness in their heart. And he says, and he says, Paul's saying here, to whom you forgive, so I forgive also. I, I forgive any, if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive, for your sake, forgive I in the person of Christ. Because now I'm seeing things through Christ Jesus, not through the enemy. And then he goes into the next verse, and now go back to that verse 11 again, please, sir. And he goes to verse 11, and he says, to prevent the possibility, we're not going to give Satan that foothold in our lives. Amen. Because why? We're not ignorant of his devices. Because if I'm not forgiven, it's because of an influence, a place that I have given him in my life that he shouldn't have. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're saying from the scriptures that if he has that place, we've given him that advantage. We've given him that advantage. Over us. Over us. We're giving him that, that advantage. Mm -hmm. And not, and see, it it doesn't only affect us, it affects others around us. Amen. If we're salt and light in the earth, then we should live according to that. And we should be we should forgive. Amen. We should love and we forgive and not walk around angry and mad, puffed up. You know, because it's hypocritical when you're mad at people, I'm gonna turn around and be nasty to you but be nice to her. Mm. There's no life in that. So there's an enemy, an adversary, that has a place in my life that he shouldn't have. Stand with forgiveness for a second. When we talk about, when we talk to people, um, our people talking about forgiveness, mm -hmm. and one of the things people will say, even if we, we show them scripture, and they'll say, but you don't know what they did. Right. <clears throat> God knows what they did. Exactly. He knows what they did. He knows what we did, and he forgave us. Right. We're forgiven. Matthew 10, Matthew 4, 10. This is when Jesus was being tempted at that. I'm going to make a, I'm going to, these, these verses of scripture, I really want you to see it. I want you to pay close attention because it's, a, it's going to help you. It's going to help all of us to understand something. This is Jesus being tempted here. And then Jesus, he had, there were, there were a number of, a couple of things that Satan had. This is right after he came down from his bed. And then, you know, he was hungry and so on. Now that he's being tempted to the devil. And it's then Jesus says unto him, Satan had told him, go back to verse 9, please. Watch it. Watch it. And he says unto him, this is Satan, all these things will I give thee. He took him up to a high mountain. If you will fall down, uh, if you will fall down and worship him. Now, he had... Satan had complete control over and authority over everything that he was showing Jesus. Because if he didn't, it wouldn't be a temptation with him. So he had authority. And he said, Until all these things will I give you if you would fall down and worship me. And look at Jesus' response. The next verse, bro. The next verse, Jesus says this. He says, 
Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. In other words, get out of here. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, let me say Amen. Let me stop. When the enemy is bringing things your way, and you identify it as the enemy, what are you saying to him? What are you giving him? The word of God. What did Jesus give him? The word of God. So when the enemy comes and tells me that my body is sick, what do I give him? God. When the enemy comes to tell me that I'm broke, when, when, when the scripture tells me that my God supplies all of my needs according to his rich and glory in Christ Jesus, what am I going to give him? The word, the word of God. But I got to be, I got to know and understand that that message of defeat comes from the adversary. Because Jesus said, the reason I went to that verse this morning, I didn't know why, I know now that I'm blessed with how many? All, All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Amen. Spiritual sense, not his sense. Amen? Amen. What is your reality? All right. What is your reality? Yeah, what is your reality? Matthew 16. This Matthew 16. Yeah, you want to do this? We can go to Matthew 16. We're going to be in Matthew 16 for a minute. This is powerful. And we're going to get further in what I'm about to say later. But just to say in this scripture, when we see the enemy, Satan talks to, talk to Jesus. So why would we think he's not going to come and try to speak to us? Amen. Why would that? So why would he, that he, those thoughts that come, and we know they're not from God. We know they're not from but we're going to go more into that as, just, as we speak in concern. We're going to read Matthew, Matthew, Matthew chapter 16. 16, 13. All right, you want to do it? Matthew 16, 13. You can do it. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, the Son of Man, am? Mm. Stop there. No, no, keep going. Okay. We're going to keep reading, brother. And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, For who say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Here it is. Alright, listen. He says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was sure about that thing. He spit it out. He had a revelation in that. Amen. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Next verse. Keep on, brother. And look at Jesus' response. 17. Keep going, brother. 
And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And what's he saying here? The word? Uh-huh. What's that now? What? And upon this rock I will build my church. And what, what rock? What rock? The word. Revelation. Revelation of the word. The word that is revealed to your heart. I'm going to build my church upon the reality, the revelation of the word. Peter, the rock. In other words, what did he say to him? Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't tell you this. My father has revealed this to you. The word that is revealed to your heart, Peter, spit it out. Jesus hadn't died yet. So he really had no revelation of his own. But God allowed him to understand and to know that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. So you see why he's trying to steal the word from us? You see why he doesn't want us to step out of all in all? Mm-hmm. And then keep going, brother, because I want to get to another. So Peter's, I mean, how do you think Peter feels right now? Feel pretty good, doesn't he? Yes. Right. yes. I mean, he's excited. Peter's happy right now. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Bang! Right. <laughs> yeah, boy! I'm good now. Let's <laughs> keep reading. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Oh, man. Do you think Jesus got excited when he said that? I mean, Peter just. Man, he went in. Keep going, brother. Yeah, keep going. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus. So what's been revealed to you, I don't want you to tell anybody else. Go ahead. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. He's telling them about this. He's teaching them this story. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Oh, my God. Look what Peter said. What did Peter do here? He spoke against the word. He spoke against the word of God. The enemy made him have some sense of this compassion. Not to my Lord, you won't do it. See, now he got this natural thing going. An enemy could work in that. Mm-hmm. He can work in that. Using emotion. You know, I mean, most of them, you know, we get into a fight, somebody's going to come and crush us, and some old big boy come up and say, not him, now while I'm here, then we get prideful. We're like, yeah, go ahead, you're going to mess with him, right? But not Jesus. Not Jesus. Next verse. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. Because Jesus knew what the word of God said. And he was revealing to them God's plan of salvation. He was revealing to what God had already set in place. But Peter, through his emotions, the enemy is going to use his emotions to come against the word of God. 
So Jesus said that, but really he, was, he wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking to the Spirit because he knew he, who he was. He recognized him, and he knew he was an adversary, and he knew he was coming against the Word of God. So he dealt with him. Listen, two or three verses earlier, he was praising Peter. And now he's rebuking him. Now how do you think Peter felt? I'm sure Jesus, I wasn't there, didn't hear it. And I'm sure Jesus said, son, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to that client. I don't even know who he is. But think about it, Pastor. Mm. When, when Jesus, because Jesus, Jesus didn't tell them mm. who he was. Right. So when Peter told, when Peter, by the Spirit, Revelation, mm. spoke, thou art the Christ, Jesus knew. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he's like, he, Jesus knew where it came from. So he's knowing that my time is coming. Yeah. And it's closer. That my time is closer. It, my, this ministry is coming to an end. And that from that point on, the scripture says, then he began to talk to them about what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But he did prior to the Father letting him know. Revealing. Revealing it that this is who he is. And here comes the old sloop. But he's mm -hmm. going to come down there. He's going to try to come against the word of God. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Jesus bought into that. Mm -hmm. Imagine if he bought into that. Imagine if you buy into Satan's lie that you're not here. Mm -hmm. That you're not delivered. Imagine if you buy into lies that flies out of pulpits. God don't heal everybody. Well, it ain't because God don't heal everybody. It's because everybody don't get healed because everybody don't believe God. Mm -hmm. Come on. Because they won't stand on God's word. That's right. That's right. Well, how are you going to say that, Pastor? Because the word said it. Well, didn't Paul have a thorn in the flesh? He may have had a thorn in the flesh if you want to call that a physical thorn. He didn't die from the thorn in the flesh, so he must have got healed. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Why don't we stop lying, proper lying, and tell the truth? What does the Word say? Hmm. What part of the gospel of Jesus Christ are you going to make your reality? Yeah. And this is what we have to stand against. Because we have an enemy. We have an adversary. And we're so carnal-minded, when we get mad and we get upset, we're always blaming other people. We're blaming other people. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We're going to read 10 through 12. And we said this earlier while you're going here. We said this earlier. Is when we go into the scripture and we read and we get a hold of something, saying no, no. I'm sorry, excuse me, one second. Go to 1 Peter 5 8. We read the scripture and we see something that Jesus said in the Bible and we get a hold of that thing. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wow, I've got healing or I've got mm -hmm. peace of mind. I tell you, you're going to be tried and see if you really, if you really trust what the word says. You think it was bad before? You think it was bad before? You let the Lord show you something else in the word. Show you a deeper something else that you want to wear on your You think it was bad before? You're going to be, not by God, but the enemy's going to come to see, oh, do you really believe that? Mm -hmm. So is it really yours? Mm -hmm. Wow. Ooh, is it really you? <laughs> Don't look like it to me. Look at you, y'all. Listen up, you know. Look at this. Now, Everybody likes the two verses beforehand. 
in First Peter chapter five. Matter of fact, go on up there. First, start at verse seven, bro. Verse six. Verse six. We're gonna read down. I want to show you something here. And it says this. This is the starting point. It says, "Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He that He may exalt you in due time." Amen. Verse seven. Everybody loves this verse. They love this verse right here. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. They love that verse. What they're saying is be humble. Stop trying to do things in your own strength. Trust him. Believe him. Stop trying to fix it yourself. Cast all your cares upon him, because he cares for you. And now he tells you, verse 8, he goes in and tells you something else. Watch this now. Stay with me. He says, be sober. Be of a clear mind and be watchful. Be vigilant. Be watchful. Because, because of what? Your adversary, the devil. Are you a born-again believer? Yes. Did Jesus die for you? Did God make provision for the blessing of Abraham to come upon you through Jesus Christ? Did he? Are all the promises of God to you, yes and amen, are they? Yes. He says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion. Why does he say walking about as a roaring lion? Because he's already defeated. He knows he has no power. So he perpetrates a fraud. Walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. How can he devour you? Keep you ignorant. To keep you ignorant. Watch me piss some people off. I'm make some people mad now. Stay woke! <laughs> That's going to shake up from both this morning. <laughs> you got to stay aware of what God's word says and what it means. You need to wake up and understand that you do have an adversary, that you have an enemy that comes against you. But how are you going to address it? Are you going to address it like Jesus addressed it? Get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. Get thee hence. I know who you are. I know your works. But I also know that you're defeated. And I know who I, more importantly, I know who my father is. I know who I am in my Savior. I know who I am according to my father. And I know that my Savior is always making intercession for me. Amen. That's good. Glory to God.
in our humility, we understand that in our own strength, we can do nothing. We understand when the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We understand that we need the grace of God. Not grace as, you know, that when I mess up, I have the grace of God. No, that's mercy. But I have the grace of God's strength, God's capacity, and God's ability working in me to give me, to do anything that I need to do. Not by my own strength, but by the grace of God. Right. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse. Verse 10, we're going to go 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the his tricks, schemes, or strategies. Plans, dreams, yeah. Because he has plans. That, that word wiles right there means plans, schemes, and strategies. Man, he thinks he's so concerned. He has, well, he is. He's con- so concerned with affecting your life that each one of us in here, each one of us, everybody, everybody, even the baby, mm-hmm. Satan has a plan of his own for you. He's got schemes mm-hmm. set against you. He's got strategies set against you.
Do we spend our time in the spiritual realm, in the natural realm? For if, whichever place we spend the most majority of our time, that's going to be the stronger. It will be the stronger. So when things come against us, that's why we find we have to, as you say, you know, you say, you know, call on grace. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. When things happen, we call on grace. That's good. We need to. We need to know this. We all, but beyond that, even we need to know and be so aware that we're constantly, that grace that's ours is constantly working in us and through us. His, we're so aware of his ability in us. Well, well, let me ask you a question. Is that what is that what Jesus was so successful against the set of them? Because there was something that he knew that he was standing on that he'd never be moved off of. He would never be moved off of. So when you hear something that goes against the word of God, something that goes against your salvation, your righteousness, what's what's in your heart? I'm telling you, I'm telling you the honest truth. Every time any of y'all give me a report of sickness and disease, I give you my word on it. Any of y'all. Every time you give me a report that you're dealing with some physical ailment or your children is dealing with physical ailment, when you say that my child is dealing, dealing with this or my, I'm, my body's dealing with this, the first thing that comes to mind is you are healed. Amen. When my body comes under attack, and let me tell you, it comes under attack all the time. It came under attack this morning. I had a hard time standing up this morning, and I laughed. And I told my buddy, no, sir, buddy. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, I'm healed. I'm going to live and move and have my being in the help that he provided for me. Amen, amen, amen. amen. What's in your heart? What's your response? What's your, what's gonna, that's why it's important to get the word of God in your heart. Why did Peter jump up and say when Jesus asked him, who do men say that I am? And Peter jumped and said, out that Christ, the Son of the living God. Because it had been revealed to his heart. It was settled in his heart. What's in your heart? What are you listening to? Where are you getting, where are you, where are you being fed from? Are you being fed? Are you in the Word of God every day to make that your reality? Are you asking the Lord? John 6, I mean, uh, Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's Jesus. Amen. And all these things shall be added unto you. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Starting today. Amen. We want to start today to generate uh, enemies. Yes. Uh, hatred. Uh, yes. Toward the enemy. Honestly. The only thing we should hate is the enemy. You can't get him saved. So, you don't need to love him because you can't get him saved because he's doomed. But we love brethren. We love the people. We love those that we think are coming against us. It's not them. It's the enemy operating in them. Let me show you something. Exactly. Let me say this to you. I want y'all to listen to this carefully. Don't miss this. How awesome would it be? Look, I got people that mad at me now. I got pastors, ministers mad at me. I don't care. Because that ain't on me. But I pray for them that the enemy will not keep them entangled into mess. And that they would speak the life 
the same life that they shouldn't be speaking over themselves, they would speak over me. Because believe it or not, I'm going to speak life over them because I know who's behind it. And if I'm doing something wrong, go ahead, show it to me so that I can go, you know, so I can allow you to clean up that mess and that I not be affected by that devil. How awesome is Why do you think Jesus said to pray for your enemies? That's right, that's right, that's right. The enemy wants you to, the enemy wants you to, the, the adversary wants you to keep flesh people enemies, but they're not the problem. You know how I many marriages are destroyed? You know, I'm going to tell you all something right now. People come to us about their marriage. And, and I, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm reluctant. But they don't want to hear what I got to say because it causes them to look at themselves first. Because their focus is always what the other person is doing to them. Right. Yeah, they might be doing that. But there's an enemy behind that. Right. When are you going to take the fight to the enemy? Well, God can't control somebody else's will. Well, his will was to marry you behind whenever you got married. His will was, Lord, because he spoke and he sat there and they made a vow to each other with the word of God. They made a vow to me. But there was an enemy that brought something else in the path. Why not take the fight to the enemy? You got people say, well, God, once you're happy, just get a divorce. Don't come to me if you don't want to change. Don't come to me if you don't want to, to, to fight the fight of faith, which affects the enemy that's behind that comes to kill, steal, and destroy your marriage and your life and everything else. That's right. Don't come. Don't call me. Come on. When you're ready to fight the good fight of faith, my wife told me when we go into the mess. When I was going to be as, as trifling as I was being years ago, she said, she said, honey, when I found out that it wasn't you, that it was the devil, she said, okay, devil, it's on now. Amen, amen. And I'm thankful for it. Amen. Because look what God has done all these years later. Amen. Can't even remember the bad things. Amen. today, but there's a wearing out that the Bible speaks of that causes us to live in the defeated posture. 
We're not going to live there, are we? Amen. We're going to end it. Huh? I mean, nothing, we've heard it. We've all heard it in times past. The people would say, well, you used to be on they used to, used to be on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Never, when you said that, burning down. Yeah. It'll work. Used to be on fire. Go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, real quick. Brother, brother. The book of Daniel talks about that. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. We want to ask that you guys, we're asking you guys, we don't know the answer to this, the people who are watching us. Are on Facebook, please share this message. If it's been a blessing to you, please share it so we can bless others. And you shall speak great words against the Most High. Hmm, whatever that is. And shall wear out the saints of the Most High and seek to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto the end until the time and times and the dividing of time. He's done the way you out. Amen.